0: Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living For Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living For Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living For Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus, because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world and the easier it is to live more simply. Before we get into the episode, I want to give you a question to ponder. And that question is, are you successful? Do you feel like you are achieving success in your life? Recently, Steve and I went away for a uh, speaking event. I was speaking at last week, and we went to Texas, which was really amazing and fun. And I was so thankful to have the opportunity. And while we were away, we got into this conversation about what is success. And you know, I think we were saying, quite frankly, I would say that we are not very successful people. So you're going to hear why I think that in just a minute, but before I start, I want to thank my podcast sponsor, as always, Apologia. Apologia is a Christ-centered, award-winning homeschool curriculum provider. Their mission is to help homeschooling students and families learn, live, and defend the Christian faith through their print and digital curriculum, as well as online classes. If you are a homeschool family, you can go check out Apologia.com. Check out their curriculum, their online learning. They have so many products to choose from, from their award-winning science to award-winning Bible and worldview. Uh, We have always loved Apologia because it is written from a biblical perspective. Right now, if you head over to their website at Apologia.com, you can access a free curriculum planning guide um, from Apologia, so go check it out. They also have other free resources that are helpful for anyone, whether you're thinking about homeschooling or. You've been doing this a while. They've got free resources and downloads for uh, parents and for kids. So go check out everything Apologia has to offer at apologia.com. So I am asking you, are you successful? So we were having this conversation about success, and I don't even really like that word because you know who defines success, but I would say. By the world's standards, Steve and I are probably not successful. And, you know, I crack up saying that because who really defines success, right? But if you were to look at, you know, I know, you know, when you graduated high school, let's go back way many years ago, right? At least for me, you had this kind of notion in your mind that you had to go to college You had to then possibly get a graduate degree. You had to uh, get into certain businesses or companies in order to make it, in order to be successful. I remember in high school, they would often bring back distinguished graduates they would call it. And those were people that had graduated, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 years, whatever, before from my high school that had gone on to achieve great success. And they would come back and they would share their stories. And there were some pretty successful graduates. I won't say all their names, but I do remember a few of them that were pretty successful and well known. And so I'm thinking about that now. And I'm like, they never brought in like a stay-at-home mom as a distinguished graduate. They never brought in like a blue-collar worker as a distinguished graduate. They didn't bring in somebody who was, you know, just, just, I hate that word, right? Raising their family as a homemaker. And I would say That's a pretty successful person. Now, this episode is not going to get into stay at home, work at mom, you know, all of that stuff and who is more successful. That's not what I'm talking about at all. And I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, that stay at home moms are better and work at home moms. We're not going to get into all that. I'm just saying the world views success a little bit differently. And I realized that just like sitting here thinking now maybe it's different. Maybe since I've graduated, maybe they have brought in a stay at home mom or a homemaker as somebody at, that is a distinguished graduate. Or maybe they have brought in, you know, a blue collar worker. I don't know. They very well may have. But I just remember that The Distinguished Graduates back then were definitely people who had gone on to make a name for themselves out there in the world, and generally it was because they had climbed a corporate ladder, they were doing, you know, really great things in their field, and probably making a lot of money doing it. They generally had a very high degree of education, and they were successful. And that is why they were brought back as these, you know, distinct and distinguished graduates that we were to learn from. I would like to go back in time and bring in, you know, a grandma who raised her family, who spent her time at home, who made a home and built a life and poured into her family and now was home with her grandchildren having them over on the weekend and hanging out with them and say that, you know what, this is a successful woman because she did build a family and she did pour into the next generation. Or I would like to bring in, you know, the local plumber who started his own business by first working as an apprentice, by learning the trade and then going on to uh, own his own business. And, For some reason, these things aren't as esteemed, even though what would the world be without homemakers? What would the world be without tradespeople, right? What makes somebody a distinguished graduate because they are well known for having, you know, a great degree of success in their job because they are wealthy and they have climbed to a high position, I'm not saying they're not distinguished and they're not successful, but what makes them more successful? You know, I recently, I like to listen sometimes to Mike Rowe's podcast because he's got a very tradesman minded, um, you know, uh, opinion about things these days. Uh, He has a foundation that, you know, um, he promotes the trades and he encourages Uh, high schoolers, and he has scholarships for them and things like that. And, And my boys, looking at them, they're probably going to be going into trades and things like that. So I often listen to that. And he made a statement recently, and he said, long ago... The white collar and the blue collar, they weren't at odds against each other. Like our society recognized that we needed both. You need white collar people and doing white collar jobs and you need blue collar people doing blue collar jobs. And they weren't at odds against each other. But somewhere along the way, and as Steve said, because we were talking about this, um, you know, with our our society's view of college and dependence on like college is the only way these days to be successful is that the blue collar kind of lost its um, status and the white collar became you know the higher one and the blue collar was the lower one and it was like almost you know looked down upon but yet when you think about it, we can't have a society, a good functioning society, without the blue collar work, without the tradespeople. You know, Mike Rose said recently, like our society has said that, you know, you graduate and you want to fulfill your calling and go on to this high, you know, uh job and, and you want to feel purposeful and do all these things. And that is true. You want to fulfill your calling. Now I would say your calling from the Lord, wherever that is. But he also says at the very same time, like when you Graduate, just get a job and start making a living and start working hard and then go from there. And so, our society makes it like you know, these menial things are not as important when they are very important. And so we need tradesmen we need people doing the everyday jobs we need people that's how our society functions and at the same time we need you know corporations and the white collar but they don't there's they're not at odds with each other they all work together for the benefit of our society And so I think that's a really good perspective to have. So as a homeschool mom who has graduated two and has two more coming behind, I have completely changed my views of quote unquote success when it comes to career for them and for higher education and things like that, as you know. Our first two that have graduated, one is doing college, um, but she's in ministry and she's going to college for ministry. And so, you know, she's not in college necessarily for this lifelong corporate ladder type um, career. And then my son has recently gone to a gap year program. And he will be graduating from that in May. And he is not going to go on to college. We do know that. He told us that recently. He has other plans for what he wants to do. And I feel like if you say that these days, people are like, oh, homeschool didn't work out for you too much, huh? Your, your child's not going to college. That's not true. In fact, homeschool worked out so much for us. <laughs> That's why they're not going to college because I told my son, you can learn anything you want these days unless you are going into a very specified um, field like a doctor or a lawyer or something where you really do need higher education training. You can learn anything you want. My kids are very business-minded and entrepreneurial-minded, and very uh, hard work-minded. Like my son worked in construction while he was in high school, and he wants to do that over the summer while he gets things together for what he, you know, is going to do beyond that. But we're doing, like I said, like kind of like that Mike Rowe mentality: one step at a time. Start making a living, start supporting yourself, and then you know go to the next step. And so. Homeschooling has allowed my children to like have that lifelong um, learning type of mindset where they realize that it's not going to school for the sake of going to school to get the degree, to get the job, but to truly know uh, what they are doing, to truly understand that they are, um, you know, on a path like on a lifelong journey that God is leading them on a path. Now, I will define success in this way. The most important thing that I think anyone, any human being can do to be a successful human being, number one, is to submit and surrender their lives to Jesus Christ. In order to be Obviously, successful, you need to be able to hear God's voice and to listen to His voice and turn away from the things of this world and turn towards Him. That to me is the most successful. So, we have this idea that success is tied only up in our career and our aspirations. And Steve and I were talking like, success to us is far beyond that success to us is that we are living a life that pleases and honors and glorifies the Lord as Christians we are making the kingdom of God our primary concern the world makes the world their primary concern the world is chasing after money where Christians are chasing after souls And so a successful life to me is a life that is completely surrendered to the Lord, wherever that leads. If the Lord were to lead me to Harvard, to be some corporate, you know, high up uh, job in a corporate, in a corporation, um, so be it. If I'm surrendering my life to Jesus and I'm listening to God's voice and I'm being led by the Spirit and the Spirit leads me there, that is success. If I'm surrendered to Jesus and I'm listening to the Spirit and I'm following God and He tells me I'm to be a stay-at-home mom at this season of life and homeschool, that is my success. A successful life means you are tuned in to the Father and listening and letting Him lead. And it has absolutely nothing to do with how much money you make. Or our position in society. Because that's just saying that you cannot be successful in your life. And have a job that is, um, you know, with what our society sees as like a executive or something. So the person who's leading the checkout, you know, doing the checkout at the grocery store. And they're doing ministry and serving the Lord in their off time from work. And they're raising a family and they're doing all these things. They're certainly very successful. See, we don't tie it in to money. I recently heard somebody say that they want to have a, you know, they want, they're, they're married and they're ready to have children and they can't because they're um, not quite there yet financially. Now, of course, I understand that we don't want to be irresponsible and bring children into this world if we can't afford it. That I understand. But we have to be also very careful that we think that when we get to a certain amount of money or a certain job or a certain status, that then we are ready. Steve and I were married two months. We were right out of college, married two months, and I got pregnant with my daughter. And the thought never crossed my mind not to be a stay-at-home mother. Now, we were young. We... You know, by the world standards, we certainly weren't rich. We were just scraping by. But it was more important to me than anything to be home with my daughter, to be the one to raise her, to be the one to take care of my home. And that was what God was calling me to do. And so, you know, it kind of saddens me in our society when we have this view that, like, you have to be on this perfect timeline that, you know, only once you reach a certain pinnacle in your career, then are you, you know, financially set to have children. I look back and I'm like, if we could have children back when we were <laughs> newly out of college. Now, I'm not, I'm certainly not advocating, like I said, being irresponsible But I am advocating trusting in the Lord and trusting him and praying and seeking him and not letting the world define when you are, you know, ready to have a family or letting the world define, you know, that you should be working while you have children in order so that you can provide them all these things. Because quite frankly, you know, we don't have to provide a lot of the things we think we do we got to provide food and shelter and clothing and the number one thing we have to provide for them is love and to share the love of god with our children and so i don't know i want to hear from you guys i have on my podcast now um a place where you can leave voicemail I would love to hear your definitions of success like just leave the voicemail you don't have to leave your name or anything you can just say this I would love to hear them and even perhaps play them you know in a future episode because I think this is a really good discussion and even if you don't leave a voicemail and if you do it's anchor.fm slash simple living for him but even if you you know don't want to do that you want to write me that's fine as well I would love for you guys to take some time this week and to really like say to yourself what am I chasing after because the world tells us that we constantly have to be chasing after this success. Where you know, God tells us completely different things. God tells us that our primary concern, it says this in Matthew 6, where it says, Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be given to you. The original New Living Translation says, Make the kingdom of God your primary concern. And I often look to the life of Paul. And Paul would not be considered successful today in the world's standards one bit. He would actually be considered a failure in his job. Do you know why? He was out there preaching the gospel and he was put in jail. He was stoned. He was beaten. He was shipwrecked. He had trial after trial after trial. Like today, we'd be like, Paul, why don't you give up? You're having so many trials. Listen, you're in jail now. Like you failed. And yet Paul wrote so many books of the Bible for us today because the kingdom of god was his primary concern not the kingdom of earth he wasn't concerned with his status he wasn't even concerned with being liked he was concerned with making the kingdom of god a reality for the souls that are here on earth and isn't that what our success is you know i posted this week on instagram um something because it had it had i forget where i saw this initially Um, But it was like something about, and I've actually done one place, I've seen this in many places, but there's this like idea where people will say, you know, you're so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. And, you know, the idea there is that you're so focused on eternity and the things of God, you're not really participating in the things here on earth and you're not caring about the downward spiral that the world is going on and you should be, you know, infiltrating into the world so that you can make changes. And I actually do agree with all that. We should not just like bury our head in the sand and not partake in the things of this earth. And we should be involved and we should try to do our best to have an influence on this earth. But I don't agree with the statement that you're so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. Because I believe if you are heavenly minded, you can only be earthly good. Because if you are heavenly minded, it changes the way you handle the things on this earth. It changes your perspective. And if you are heavenly minded, that's the biggest influence you can have on the earth. You don't have to like, well, we have to, you know, send our kids to school so that there'll be a light in the school. No, you just have to be a light in the world. Like in your everyday life, you just have to radiate Jesus and you don't have to think of it as like, well, we've got to, you know, get our, you know, selves involved in all the things of this earth because this, you know, this earth is important and how we live here is important. And since this country, yes, is going downhill, I agree, we've got to make changes, I agree with all of that, but no amount of change we can do is going to trump the amount of change that Jesus will do in souls. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Transformed or changed hearts is what will change the world. And it starts with just one heart at a time. Never underestimate the ripple effect of sharing the light of Christ with just one person. One person shared Jesus with me. Just one person shared Jesus with me. And because of that one person sharing with just one person, I've reached thousands of people a week through my ministry. And so we have to be very careful that we don't think that it's important to share you know, Jesus with others. And we have to remember, in order to be earthly good, we want to be heavenly minded and make the kingdom of God our primary concern. And in order to change the, let's let's face it, the crumminess that is going on in this world, the junk that is going on in this world, There's a certain amount of change that can happen, yes, if we get involved in our schools or we get involved in our workplaces or we get involved in politics or we get involved in these things. There's a certain amount of influence and change. But like I said, none of that influence or change is going to be trumped by the change that Jesus can only do in someone's heart. So when we're heavenly minded, that means in our heads we're thinking, I'm here to make disciples. I'm here to share Jesus. I'm here to preach the gospel with the way I live my life and with the words I use, the words that I speak to others. And so if I'm heavenly minded and I realize that my purpose here on earth is not to climb a corporate ladder, My purpose here on earth is not to make a ton of money. My purpose here on earth is not to have all these letters after my name so I can say, look at all my achievements. My purpose here on earth is to build the kingdom of God. Now, if God chooses to use you with all those letters after your name or to use your finances or to use your achievements or to use your job to build the kingdom, then so be it. But we can't get it backwards. We can't think, well, I'm going to make the primary goal of my life to achieve all these things, and then I will share Jesus. We need to say, I'm going to share Jesus in my life. That is my primary concern. And then let the Lord lead you in how that looks in your day to day. And so do you see what I mean by success? Because I would rather people look at me and not even remember anything I've done just to say, Karen DeBuse, she loves Jesus. Not Karen DeBuse. Oh, she's a homeschool mom? Karen DeBuse. She's a mom? Karen DeBuse. She's a speaker? Karen DeBuse. She's a writer? Karen DeBuse. She has a ministry? No. Karen DeBuse? Oh, yeah, I know her. She loves the Lord. And that's her main priority In life to share that with others so I wanted to get you guys thinking this week about success because our world let's face it our world puts achievements and corporate ladder and money and status and education and all of these things at the forefront of what the world defines as success we say that people who make a ton of money oh they're successful oh that people who have a really important job, they're successful. Oh, they went to college for all those degrees. They're so successful. They're successful to a degree, but without Jesus leading it, it's an empty success. So I guess I can ask you, are you successful in the world's eyes or are you successful in God's eyes? A successful person is merely a person that's following after Lord with all their heart, with all their soul, with all their strength, with all their mind. They are all in for him. And so I've been thinking about this a lot lately, just with my own life, you know. Okay, so my kids aren't necessarily going to go on to college. Oh, that means our homeschool wasn't a success because they didn't go on. No, they're choosing not to go on to college. I think their homeschool years were a huge success. I have a just turned 21 year old and a 19 year old that are living lives already on their own. One is married. One is going to be on his own independent. They are able and capable and, and, following the Lord and just independent mature people when I was 20 years old I wasn't even barely able to hold my life together and I look at my children and I'm like wow at their young ages to be doing all the things they're doing but most importantly because they're following the Lord it's truly amazing and so you know people say oh yeah well they don't have they don't you know Steve doesn't work for some big corporation and we're not rich we're not rich We've, we've been provided for by the Lord, but we are certainly not rich. But he has a business that allows him the flexibility to be with his family all these years, that allows him the flexibility to not let his career run his life, but let his uh, you know life be the most important, and then his career kind of fits into that. I look at my ministry sometimes, and I am always, I'll tell you this straight out, There are many times a year where I, just recently, in fact, I am ready to throw in the towel. I'm like, I'm quitting. I'm shutting it down. I'm retiring from speaking. I'm done. Because I don't have all the achievements that that other speaker has. I don't have this great big business that I'm making money like all these others are, you know, selling their products. And they're just able to do it all and i'm like that's it i'm folding it up and then every time that happens i have like an email that day you know dear karen i listen to your podcast i can't even tell you what you said changed my life okay i'm not retiring because that is true success true success is that i am building the kingdom of god i am reminding christians out there who they need to keep their eyes on to turn away from the things of this world and to turn their eyes on to Jesus. Or maybe I'm helping somebody, you know, jump into homeschooling for the first time and then that's going to change their family. Or maybe, just maybe, the most successful thing would be that somebody was like, oh my word, I stumbled upon your YouTube devotion. I didn't know about Jesus, but you talked about him and now I want to know that would be the greatest success of my life right there. That I could make disciples. That I could encourage people in the Lord. That I could turn people to the word. That I could encourage people to walk by the spirit and not by the flesh. That I could encourage people to be so heavenly minded that they can only be earthly good. And that is true success. And so... You know, like I said, Steve and I, we were talking about, and I was like, do you think like we're successful? Because you know what? In the world's eyes, we're really not. We really haven't done all of the things that people say you need to do to be successful. But boy, have we raised world changers for God. Our oldest two, like I said, are independent. They're both living for the Lord. My next one is graduating next year, and he's, I can see he's on fire. He is going to be, quote unquote, Successful, because of the drive and the motivation that he has. I told him, "College, you're beyond that. You have so much to offer the world. Go, go and do it." My my son, that's graduating. uh, That's graduating. That graduated last year, and that is getting ready to go on his own. He said, "He said to me, I don't really think college is for me right now because I don't want to hinder my life from getting started." He's like, "I'm ready. I'm ready to get my life started." Now, I'm not saying for those out there who are going to college and are loving college and you're like that's that he's right and you're wrong. Absolutely not. I'm just giving you a different point of view. And the most important thing is that he's listening to the Lord and the Lord is leading him. And if your children are listening to the Lord and they're in college because that's where they need to be, then so be it. But for him, you always got to make sure you're clear on this. I'm not saying this is for everyone. I'm just giving you our example for him. He said, Right now, I feel like I want to get my life started. And that's just, he said, that's just delaying it, not hindering, delaying it. That would just be delaying the things I want to do. And he said to me, quite frankly, I can learn anything I want really these days. Because we have such an available amount of information and online courses, and there's just so much to learn. And there's so many ways to, you know, provide for yourself these days. So I'm like have at it and when the time comes if he decides you know what I do want to go back to school and get this degree and do that there's tons of options but I had to look at him and say you're going to be successful don't listen to what the world says and so always keep your eyes laser focused on the Lord leading you. I tell my kids when they're in high school, we're not going to sit here and say, you know, this is what I want to do and this is where I want to go to school. You spend junior year with absolutely no plan and absolutely covered in prayer and stay in prayer and keep letting the Lord lead you. And I've seen my first two, how the Lord lead led them in their paths to where they are now. And my son now, who's a junior, I tell him, We don't know what's going to happen next year when you graduate. So you start following the Lord now. You start praying like never before. You start asking Him to show you the way. And I believe those are the keys to true success. So I want to hear from you. Is your view of success similar to mine? Or has your view maybe shifted over time? Again, it doesn't mean that you can't be rich. It doesn't mean that you can't have a really, you know, um, High corporate ladder job doesn't mean any of that. It just means that you're following the Lord and you're making the kingdom of God your primary concern and you're letting the Lord lead you in all those things. I always say like if my, if my if the primary concern of my life is to share Jesus with others and to build his kingdom are the things that I'm doing with my time, my talent and my treasure are the decisions that I'm making daily is the path I'm on helping me to achieve that goal? And if so, then that is success. So I hope that this encouraged you today. If it did, please reach out to me. I would love to hear from you. Uh, You can always, like I said, leave a message at anchor.fm slash simply living for him. You can also now become a donor for this podcast. If this podcast has blessed you in some way and you would like to support us that way, you can also go over to anchor.fm slash simply living for him and you can do a one time donation or you can be a monthly supporter. Also, I wanted to remind you that we have a simply living for Ladies event coming up on April 23rd in Chester, New Jersey. We have space open for you if you'd like to register you can go over to simplylivingforhim.com for all the information we also have the Simply Living For Him Ladies Retreat coming in July July 13th to the 15th I'd love to spend two days with you in the beautiful Gettysburg Pennsylvania area at the lodges at Gettysburg so you can find all the information for that as well at simplylivingforhim.com one other thing I do my daily devotionals on YouTube on Monday Wednesday and Friday you can also find those now on the podcast. We're streaming the audio every Monday, Wednesday, Friday to give you just little snippets of encouragement throughout the week. So I hope that you're enjoying that. If you are, let me know. And until the next time, I wish you all the blessings and joy in Jesus today.